We're going to start our podcast today discussing the concept and implications of the inner demon and notion concept of lust, luster, luxuria, to be incarnated and how we as humans incarnate, thrive and feel, sense and see through the lens of our personal experience. When we're seeing through the lens of our personal experience, our focus becomes myopic. It is self-serving. Our concepts of life and how we perceive reality, other people, and relationships is based on the carnal desires and needs that we feel will have us thrive. Lust is defined as many aspects inside of different religions. And in each religion, there is a notion that lust overtakes the senses, the desire for love, the desire for objects, the desire for ownership, and everybody agrees the need to be self-serving. When working inside of these traditions, the connotation is that you would flip to the other side, which is chastity or purity. Chastity and purity are obsessions, and lust is an obsession with luster. To be chasteful and to be pure is to force oneself into a self-serving paradigm of non-carnal experience, therefore swinging from one side to the other. The pendulum is balanced in the same unification, the same force, the same center point. Whether you're on the side of lust, which is uncontrollable desire, which overtakes your mind and your body, or if you're on the side of purity and chastity, which is the absence of serving your mind and your body, you are still within the pendulum swing of lust. How we deal with lust and what it is that we, in our Esperitismo teachings, heal the inner inlet of lust is a well-thought-out practice which incorporates different tools that are outside of the range of lust and outside of the range of purity and chastity. There always has to be a shadow side in order to illuminate the light, and a desire for God and a desire for union with spirit is the same lust as the desire for owning and coveting and controlling that which is around you. So we start this podcast out today with hope that we can provide you with an understanding that will help you develop past your need to control, to self-serve, and to covet. Covet means to want to own, which others have.
how lust manifests in your life is that it manifests into wrath because wrath is born from the frustration of not being able to quell the desire and the need. Passion is something different. Passion is a different, healthy, clean emotion that flows through us, but it takes time to cultivate through meditation, internal processes, and spiritual teachings. This is Temple de la Luna and Priestess Shoshana speaking to you on the paradigm of the inner demons and how they affect ourselves so that we can have a better and youthful life. As we've spoken about before in our previous podcast, starting with gluttony, each demonic force has a purpose and the purpose serves society, the development of society. The purpose of lust is to manage humanity from being lethargic, complacent, and unable to produce results. Lust drives an individual towards successes. Lust is what gives us the drive to get up every day and to go to work, the competition that it takes to succeed as a student, and the need that a human has to be accepted and to be liked. The entire industry of the United States, Northern America, and Europe is solely focused on and centered around advertising how much you don't have, how shamed you should be. And lust, as Shakespeare puts it, is a function of no shame and a waste of shame. So in the Maslow's Pyramid, there is a type of consciousness that gets created at a certain age range for individuals where they learn to become shameful. And this is not shameful like to be shamed, but it's to have shame. Like there are certain things that you don't do in public. There are certain ways that we must act. There are rules. There are regulations. This is your basic understanding of etiquette. And each culture has a different etiquette. But that sense of shame allows a human to become social. And those social interactions lead to successes. When it tips over into lust, however, lust provides humanity with an overall currents and energies that tie a human to the addiction of accomplishment. If you're a dance student, you become addicted to being the best. If you're a medical student, you become addicted to being the best. If you're a salesman, you become addicted to being the best. And this lustful drive pushes a human into progress. Progress for what? For stature, for ownership, to covet, and to own titles and to be recognized. 
So how this energy comes through into our day-to-day life is through every single little sparkle of space inside of your mind and your nervous system that jumps and leaps for the thought that is uncontrollably urged for the idea of receiving acknowledgments, appreciations, love. Lust is not a um, center point in and around sex, although it can include sex for many people. The reason why it can include sex is because humans have developed the very sick and twisted notion that sex is an accomplishment and that it means that you have owned, that you have ownership over that individual. Nowhere in any of this stream of consciousness within the stream of how lust works is healthy relationship, balanced lifestyle, fun, intimacy, peace, stability, peace, stability, healthy relationships, and intimacy are born from giving to another human rather than owning or taking from another human. Partnership is a pathway of two people committing to providing for each other together not a pathway of the two individuals deciding how they should provide for each other separately from each other. It requires union. Union is simple. Union is a matter of giving to another individual and having healthy communication to better understand what that individual needs. To be entrapped by lust is not difficult. It's very easy because everything in our societies, even self-help concepts, religions, spiritual organizations, yoga camps, um, workshops, shamanic workshops, anything that you go to is going to give you a promise that you're going to own and accomplish something at the end of the workshop. And it works. It hooks people into this feeling good right away. What we're dealing with here is a long-term solution to a very deeply addictive current. And when I say current, I want to explain myself really well in our teachings in Espiritismo and Sanse Espiritismo. We believe that there are energy currents like rivers, like a river current that works through nature. And these currents are distinct from one another. There are various currents and they affect us and they influence us. How we teach people to be on the pathway of stability and enlightenment is we teach them how to best connect with that current so that current of energy influences you in the appropriate way. However, it's not something we can teach uh, in a large community of people. It's not something that we can teach online. 
completely and it's not something that we could teach in large groups because each person is affected differently by nature. And wherever you have an imbalance and wherever you have an inlet for negative energy, which we could call in this series the advanced negative energy of an inner demonic force, <clears throat> those energies are put there where there's a lack of the natural current. So real simple, if you have a lack of fire, then you're going to have smog, smoke, and unclarity in your psychic powers. When we bring you to the healthy energy of the fire of nature, which is represented by fire deities, those energies balance out the flame within you. If you have water and the water is stagnant and slow and murky, your emotional experience is going to be slow and murky. You will experience depression. Where there's an imbalance in fire, you might experience disillusion and wrath. Where there's an imbalance with water, you may experience depression and being wayward, always searching for something that you could never find. Our work is based in old philosophies, and these philosophies and these energies exist pre-Christian. So they're old teachings that have been handed down from one generation to the next. They are not written, and if they are, they are not accurate, because most of our healing processes are kept secret because they are real and they will impact you. And if used out of uh, alignment and if, or used incorrectly, they can harm you. So much like a doctor, you can learn how the doctor diagnoses and you can learn how the doctor treats a patient, but only the doctor has the degree and the legal standing to provide the medicine. And there are good back doctors and there are bad doctors. There are good medicine practitioners and there are bad medicine practitioners. And our work is uh, seething with very many people who do not have training and are presenting themselves as voodoo asams and people who know how to heal people using the ancient spiritual teachings. To find a good practitioner is very difficult. So my goal with this podcast is to present our teachings and to present the quality of our work so that we can start to build a better avenue for people who are looking for help and that need change, need healing and or spiritual development and who do not want to receive it from any other source out there but know that there's a different source, a source that includes magic, a source that includes nature, a source that includes the old ways, but is not simply European-based magic or Wicca, but is an old tradition that has been held secret 
inside of the Dominican Republic and DR and Puerto Rico. This work is influenced by the Haitian teachings, which is influenced by the Vodou teachings. So we have a long history and it is a history that allows us and has given us the opportunity to maintain the old ways, however, is being renewed and modernized because there's so many beautiful things in this modern world, like this podcast right here is a modern access. If we don't get our teachings out there, eventually they'll disappear because word of mouth from one person to the other is almost literally impossible to maintain at this point. So I have spent over 10 years training to become a high priest of my tradition, which is Sanse Espiritismo, and working within the tradition, what I've seen is that there are missing pieces that culturally we've been able to hide and maintain, mainly because of racism. And also classism. So because there's been such a strong lean towards racism and classism, much of our teachings went unnoticed. And we do have secrets that are very different than the secrets that exist in the male paradigms of the Islam traditions, the Hindu traditions, the um, Christian traditions, the Judaic traditions. In those traditions, they believe that lust is a carnal experience that is drawing somebody away from their vows to their wives and drawing them into uh, having relations outside of the marriage. And they also recognize lust as the desire for ownership over other people's objects. But the demon of lust has been around for many, 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 many millennia. And it serves a function. And that function is all over those traditions, which is the function of it is to create productivity to make sure that people do not remain unproductive, lazy. There is a term that we hear a lot right now, which is procrastination. So the desire that can get triggered up in a human has the power to push productivity and What happens with lust is that it's not so much that it overtakes you. You conjure it. You call it to you. You draw it to you because it helps drive you forward because there's such a demonization of taking time. There's such a demonization of being at peace and taking one's time to make choices and to develop relationships that are not about something, but simply about intimacy. 
lust destroys intimacy. And intimacy is the human uh, placehold. It's the space inside of you, the sacred chalice that allows the unity of the body and the spirit to become one. Or the unity of the physical and the spiritual to become one. Intimacy allows you to experience a complete union with another human. Physical objects, sacred objects, also experience union as well. And that union is a a marriage between a spiritual energy merging with a physical energy. And this is a beautiful thing, and it's happening all the time. It's happening in reproductive cycles. It's happening when flowers bloom. It's happening when the chrysalis breaks and the butterfly comes out. It happens when the sun rises and the sun sets. It's happening when you see that hue around the moon. There are sacred items and sacred processes happening in the physical that are constantly creating a union with the spiritual. The plight of the human path and existence is that we have this sick and twisted idea that we are separate and somehow isolated away from God and away from the divine. And God does not exist somewhere else. God exists in nature. It exists in the natural flows all around you. When we have our spiritual practice done correctly for how we are made, and that needs to be predicted by a priest who is initiated in the old rites, when you have those natural processes and those natural points of power, What you have is the possibility of union. It doesn't mean that you will have it immediately because one must put themselves into the meditative process and into the prayers and into the practices in order to create that union. But when that union is created between two individuals, you have consciousness, which is awareness. You have the physical, which is manifestation, And then you have the spirit, which is through the heart and the hara, all working together. And there is a sense of safety, home, and fulfillment. And that energy, when it runs through you, is a reversing of the age process. It reverses the age process. It reverses disease. And it reverses... um, pretty much any kind of like what you would consider like an emotional or mental imbalance. To get there takes commitment and discipline. It requires not being a Puritan, and there's a big difference. It requires purification work, which is secret work that we provide for people. That is not abstaining from pleasures. It is cleansing and clearing through specific waters and treatments and herbs that resets the nervous system and resets the body so that it is present. Becoming present in our tradition, unlike all other religions and all other spiritual beliefs, 
in our tradition, to become present is to receive the treatment. And when you receive it, you are present. We don't leave it up to you to flounder around to figure it out yourself. Healing this desire for luster is the major work there is to do right now because there's too many things pulling on your mind constantly telling you that if you do this you're going to receive gratification if you get that degree you're going to receive fulfillment if you get that accomplishment or that next sale you're going to feel better However, feeling better is not really enlightenment. That's just a quick fix, like a band-aid on a wound. And a wound needs cleansing. A wound needs cleansing and to be healed. So these wounds that we have inside of us, lust, luster, the inner demon of lust, loves to come and convince you that if you get distracted, from your healing, if you get distracted from your time in peace, if you take your time to really make your choices well thought out for yourself, without the pressures of everybody and everything, all the things that people like to tell you to do, all the voices of your girlfriends, all the voices of the people at work, all of those internal voices. If you practice not taking action based on lust, then what you have is a sense of stability. And that is the antidote because moving into chastity and moving to the other side, say doing a purification ritual or, um, you know, purifying your body by not eating a lot of food and, you know, going out to that retreat and purifying, like really focusing on that purification it's just going to lead you back to where you were, which is you're going to have more desire. And if you look at these cultures all over the world that have purification processes that tell you to be chasteful, to abstain from things, they are rot. They are filled with molestation cases. They are filled with people having, you know, unmarital relations. Filled filled with it, filled with greed, filled with desire, filled with, with want. And they'll teach you to focus that desire and that want towards God. But how cruel is that to approach the divine from the perspective of want and self-serving? To desire the divine and to desire union is the most unbelievable, cruel way that you could approach the currents in nature. So to come clean, we must look at how this lust, which is very well developed in our society, moves through your life and how it moves through your mind and makes you believe that if you go, 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 work, 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 read, 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 study, 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 um, f- 
focus on your art and become super successful and go, go, go. Everybody worships that. And they put that on a pedestal. But it leaves you without. It leaves you without that unity, that true intimacy, true intimacy between you and a plant, true intimacy between you and the sunset, or true intimacy between you and a lover. If love can be created through time and patience and understanding, and nobody sold anything promising time, patience, and understanding, everything gets sold based on fast, easy, and now. What you're going to get. So this is not an easy sale, what I'm speaking to you about. It's something that is going to require you making the personal choice to say, hey, you know, I want to calm down and maybe take a little bit of a break to get to know who I am, to get to know what I am. Maybe if you're having relationship issues right now, maybe it's because you've forced your partner into a role of lust where they have to work for you, where they have to accomplish for you. Or maybe vice versa. Most likely so. So in our healing process, we don't temper the power of lust with its opposite. We have to learn how it works in you. And then we have to teach you how to balance yourself, and that's different for each and every individual, how to balance yourself and to heal whatever original wound that you have that allowed the lie to come in. What is the lie? The lie is that you need something more than what you already have, that you must gain more than what you already have. The lie is that you are somehow going to accomplish some fictional thing that's going to make you feel filled. And that is the lie of lust, is that you're driven to fill something inside of you. And that's where it comes in and is sneaky, because it's saying you can fill this with this, you can fill this with this, you can fill this with me, you can fill this with sex, you can fill this with ownership, you can fill this with more money. You can fill this with more fame. You can fill this if you work harder. The only thing that fills that wound is temperance, time. It's time with yourself. Time getting to know who you really are, what you really are. And God created you to be you, which means that you were born perfect. And the path of spiritual healing is a path of rediscovering who you really are. But it doesn't stop there. And it certainly doesn't start there. In between there is the need for healing. Because you cannot bypass and step over the processes that develop a human from being a wild creature to being a cultivated creature. Education, high levels of education, don't cultivate you. They enslave you. 
and it's easy to be a slave because all you have to do is do what they tell you to do and do it well. It's difficult to be free because you cannot be free and be wild. You have to cultivate yourself. And so freedom takes responsibility. You have to carve yourself out. You have to carve your union out between your spirit and your body, between your words and your honor and what you do with your life. You have to have full integrity, which means that you're integrated. Spirit, emotion, mind, body, soul, fully integrated. That's integrity to be fully integral. That's hard because no school can tell you how to do that. No education can draw you to your realization of yourself, of the beautiful soul that you are. That soul is so special and so unique and so powerful that it can't be done through throwing away rules and just being wild. That is the opposite. That's lust. And the opposite of lust is purity or chastity, which is strict education, strict uh, corporate life, um, rules around how you do your art, marriages, rules around marriages. These things that have been provided to you by these institutions, these large institutions, can only lead you to one place. And that is a place of swinging between lust, luster, luxury, and emptiness. And then you'll go into the purification and pu you'll become pure, and then you go right back into the lust. That's a crazy cycle that one must learn to control. So control and having control over your body and your thoughts and your spirit, it takes work because freedom doesn't come for free. Freedom is the hardest path that there is to follow. To be a free spirit is to be an accomplished spirit, to know no boundaries, to know everything, to know it all, and to own it all, all of what you are, all of your knowledge. And you need to exchange knowledge. You need to exchange the information that you read and the knowledge that you gather. You need to exchange it for wisdom because wisdom is what draws you closer to the divine. And the divine is only going to come to you the way that it comes to you solely because you are like no one else. That's the lie. The lie is that there is a template out there that can guide you there. And that if you surrender yourself to industry and you surrender yourself to marketability and you surrender yourself to regulations that have you mm, desire for those things that you want to accomplish, that it will give you that intimacy. <clears throat> but true intimacy is a paradigm. It's a whole world. True intimacy is about loving through giving and sharing and creating with another. How we handle this in our teachings is we work to heal the wound for you and we work to give you treatments that are 
based on natural currents and we imbue those natural essences back into your body where they've become depleted. When you have a depletion of a certain essence in your body, you'll experience um, mind chatter. You'll be confused. You'll have emotional imbalances, instability in your life. Um, or you'll be over-controlling, over-dominating, and you will have coped with the pain that you experience from not having intimacy by over-accomplishing, in which case you may think you're fine. But you're not. That's just how that goes. In our tradition, we believe and we know that each soul needs to be healed and taught how to connect with their natural forces. And it doesn't really make sense to a lot of uh, people in the United States and or Europe because they actually believe that they have everything inside of them. But that's not the truth. Not everything is inside of you. In fact, almost everything is outside of you. Because if you really think about yourself, you're very tiny. And your brain is only like the size of like a small basketball. And how can everything be inside of there? How can everything be inside of you? The reality is, is that most everything is outside of you. But not in systems and not in religions and not in churches and states and so on and so forth. Those things are new. They've come within the last, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years. It's not thousands of years. So nature has a way of teaching us wisdom. And there are treatments that come from the natural resources that when they're done correctly, which requires a priest who knows how to channel those energies to you, which is why our ways are old is because it takes time to learn to, to do the work to channel these energies to you. And you'll find hundreds of thousands of people that will tell you that they can give you a treatment from nature, but they are not trained. They are not, they haven't gone, they haven't slept through the fires. They haven't been in the cemeteries buried. They haven't worked with the wood day in and day out. They haven't been um, challenged by the powers that be and talked to the mysteries and talked to the spirits. For us, the mysteries and the spirits, we call them by name. And they're not archetypes and they're not gods or goddesses. They're old people. They're old energies, old beings that have cultivated powers throughout so many lifetimes, so many, so many, so many eons that they can come to us and they can help heal. How we heal the inner demon of lust is by imbuing your body with the powers that you're missing so that you don't have to keep fighting to try to find it somewhere else. We pour that energy into you and we give you a treatment that heals your soul, heals your mind, balances your emotions, reverses the age process in your body and allows you to become a whole human once again.
because how you were born was whole. You were born a whole person. And the notion of the world is to slowly eat away and to etch at your strength, to tear down your light, and to slowly take away the beauty. Now, for some of you, you may have found little pieces of yourself and reintegrated it. You may feel like you're living the most empowered life ever. However, you're not. Because one of the things that we will be confrontational about, and this is where we get confrontational, is that our cultures know something that your culture does not. Our hidden teachings and secret treatments are only within our family lineage. And these treatments work. And they work to create the space and the foundation for you to develop your whole self once again. And you may feel like you can read books and that you can go out and take workshops and seminars and that somehow you'll be able to patchwork your spirit back together. But a great mystery and a great angel and a great teacher and a great spirit worker are very difficult to find. And your spirit and your body and your mind and your heart is a valuable asset. It is the most valuable asset you can have. Because when you leave this planet, meaning when you die, when you go into the next realm, when you experience your natural passage, you're going to experience it exactly the same that it is right now. You're going to experience that you want more money, that you need something else, that you want more items, that you want to accomplish more. Starting with the foundational teachings and giving up the notion that you can provide for yourself the healing and the cleansing and the ceremonies that are necessary for rekindling your spirit and taking a step back from all that you're doing and allowing yourself to have some time, some time to yourself to take some time to self-reflect and to go through the eye of the needle is what, because within that, is the possibility of you discovering how to be whole within yourself so that you can place that in a position on a platform for having a whole intimate relationship with other. And I'll read this quote in conclusion today because I found it beautiful. The quote is, how to tell lust and love apart. While lust is hastily, feverish, and deceitful, love is patient, measured, and consistent. While lust is all about taking, love is about sharing. While lust is all about consuming, love is all about making. Lust can lead to love, but it is a poor start and a poor basis, akin to choosing your favorite book by the picture on the cover.
reach out to us on our podcasts, YouTube, Temple de la Luna, Facebook, Temple de la Luna, Anchor and Spotify, Temple de la Luna, Priestess Tribe on Twitter. We are on LinkedIn. We're basically everywhere we need to be. Uh, Instagram, Temple de la Luna. My dance page is Serpent Sutra. And I invite you to go to our website, www.templedelaluna.com, and consider allowing yourself to be in the process of receiving an analysis so that we can help heal the spaces that you need healing and provide you with the experience of being a whole woman, a complete man who is successful, sexy, powerful, passionate person who is filled with life force, wisdom, creative impulse, freedom, intimacy, family, unity, home, success in all areas, leaving nothing out, lacking nothing, with a beautiful garden that you can cultivate and grow, and a life of passion, a passionate life, a fulfilled life. I want you to try to imagine the difference between yearning for something, being driven for something, which is lust, wanting what's out there, and a life of passion, a life of pure, beautiful passion, where your inspirations and your will are in a flow with your passionate experiences and expressions. This is what's possible within you, and it requires adulthood. It requires meditation, contemplation, and education. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope that you can attempt to experience the ecstasy of spirit meeting physical form. And if there was a piece of homework that I can give you, it would be to look at transition spaces, transition periods, to begin to feel what it feels like the minute that spirit meets the physical. Transition periods are when the water boiling is about to boil. Right before the faucet turns on. When the sun is setting or the moon is rising. The wave of the crest in the ocean before it hits the sea. The sprout in the dirt of the concrete before it opens the moment before a weed or a tree or a flower blossoms. Try to notice transition periods so that you can start to come into contact with that point where spirit meets physical. Thank you very much. God bless. I hope you all have a beautiful evening and we will speak soon.